oh, there's thousands of whales and you just basically see dolphins and, and you see tuna and uh, mackerel and stuff always jumping out of the water and there's a lot of wildlife and stuff up there and a lot of reef sharks and um, bronze whalers. But um, in terms of yep. the big boys, um, it, there's only, yeah, there's not two or they're up there, but you don't really encounter them as often as then down, down in the southwest. Well, hello, Smorgasporters, and welcome once again to the Smorgasporter podcast. I'm your host, Dave Swan. Well, today we gain a little traction. We talk traction pads and deck grips with the young man behind Western Australia's Pistol Surf Co. Nick Munts is his name. Nick talks with our own Alex Benno about the evolution of the brand and what it's like to be a part of today's surf industry. We also chat about his recent epic trip to the northwest coast of Australia with the Pistol Surf Crew, which resulted in a ripper of a film called Desert Blue. A big thanks go out to our podcast sponsors, Ship Shape Self Storage at Yatla at the northern end of the Gold Coast, who not only offer secure and impeccably clean and affordable storage for as little as $200 a month, they are now making these cracking architecturally designed container homes you know what they are they're all the rage everyone's talking about them looking at them container homes shipping container homes wait till you see these things if you're keen on a a state-of-the-art granny flat or you want to get your 20 year old son out of the bloody house well wait till you see these babies they have mechanically controlled folding decks they they have those double beds that fold up into the wall there's you know ensuite toilet shower kitchenette they are friggin amazing amazing go to ship shape self storage dot com dot au shipshape self storage dot com dot au to check them out and for all their contact details our podcast is also brought to you by boq budrum on the sunshine coast the team at boq budrum just don't talk dollars they talk sense let's face it running a business is hard enough without getting caught up in all the financial jargon Equally, buying a home can be made a hell of a lot more stressful than it needs to be. What you really need in a bank is someone you can relate to, someone who's not caught up in themselves or in making you jump through hoops. BOQ Budrum are down to earth and easy to chat to, and that's why we here at Border bank with them. Well, let's now get into our chat. I hope you enjoy our talk with Nick Muntz from Pistol Surfco. Right, so first of all, just tell us a bit about yourself, you know, who is behind Pistol Surfco? All right, so uh, my name is uh, uh, Nick Muntz and um, I joined forces with Pistol Surf Co. about four or so years ago. Um, started off as just as a team rider, um, but then ended up uh, taking the reins. And um, the last couple of years, I've yeah, just been uh, taking it forward and try to expand it to as far as I can. And yeah, now I've got some new team riders and some new stores and some new product and I've just uh, yeah commenced the journey of creating a brand. Yeah, okay. Okay, so what was it like before you arrived to Pistol? 
Well, it was uh, it was uh, uh, run by one of my older mates who uh, he ended up moving to Sydney, and then um, and he ended up marrying a German girl. So he was like, mate, I think uh, my t- my time has come to an end, and I was just doing a little <laughs> business business degree at university. So I was like, mate, I'll I'll give it a crack, and I'm glad I put my hand up because it started off a hobby, but now I'm kind of uh, doing everything I can to try and make it into a career. Yeah, okay. So what, what sort of changes did you bring in, I guess? From what was All right. So it started off as uh, basically just a couple of tail pads um, and that was it. So I guess it's that's what it was at the beginning. And now there's tail pads and leg ropes and front pads, stretch socks, some weddies. Um, and yeah, got some exciting new products um, on the way, like some travel bags and some accessory bags and tie downs and soft yeah, roof okay. racks so and basically slowly... everything. Yeah, so just slowly expanding, I guess, making your product range a bit bigger. Yeah, just um, over time and just chipped away. And um, as I as I ordered some more pads, um, and then once sold them, I could start um, putting little little bits of money into other little avenues and just sort of picked and choose kind of little products that I think would work well for the brand or um, I think people would like and just, yeah, slowly – chipped away and made it from just towel pads to, uh, I guess, kind of what it is today. I mean, the brand's still relatively small, but it's definitely come a long way from yeah. from the start, which is cool. Yeah, okay. So, you know, what's sort of the secret to keeping a brand going? I mean, do you just you just want to have new new products, I guess, you know, and heaps of exposure. That's the, that's the secret, isn't it? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've kind of – I would say the brand uh, grew from – guess like social media, like Instagram was kind of our main sort of, um, I guess, social network that um, we used to get get a bit of exposure and um, a bit of Facebook as well. But I would say I was always a bit more heavily um, uh, orientated on Instagram rather than Facebook. But um, yeah, just and then little just little clips and little video parts here and there and just kind of, yeah, um, yeah just a few little bits and pieces that just kind of help help visually get the get the name and the brand out there yeah okay so then when you're looking for like say let's say an ambassador for your brand what are you, what are you looking for how do you want pistol to be represented so yeah well pistol i'm 24 years of age so at this moment pistol is just about um attracting um exciting individuals who both surf well but also have like um personalities that I guess um, match match the same as myself, and just going to be outgoing and just like um, yeah, super friendly and positive, and just generally be a person that offers a lot of charisma. And and I mean, you don't have to be like the best surfer in the world to be um, sponsored by Pistol, but um, I definitely say my team riders they're definitely quite talented at what they do, but they're all all people that kind of offer offer just like something something a little bit different to to the everyman, I guess. Yeah, okay. I guess that's the way that, you know, surf advertising is going. You want someone who's going to not necessarily necessarily be the best surfer, but someone who's going to, you know, represent your brand for what for what you want. Yeah, so like um mainly the last the last uh year or so, we did like a big big trip up um up north, like six weeks trip. We ended up making a little film called Desert Blue and um basically I would say that that sort of film is what summarises um, Pistol and and all 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 the team riders up 
pretty well. It's just people who are keen to go on an adventure and keen to just, you know, go surf and hang out and drink some beers and just basically just enjoy, enjoy just like, um, just, I guess just be in the now and just kind of like, um, have, yeah, have a really good time, you know? Stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about that film, Desert Blue. I mean, 37 days in the desert without internet. I mean, <laughs> what happened? Uh, oh, mate, I can tell you we all got desert fever by the end of it, <laughs> well and truly. Yeah. Um, no, it's pretty epic. You just, like the further, I guess, um, you know, up north is, it's a remote place and, um, and yeah, you're kind of about, you're about an hour and a half, I would say away from civilization, um, or internet and, um, basically any contact to the outside world pretty much. So you're kind of just living day, day by day. And, um, when you wake up, all you want to do is spend the day just adventuring and whether it's surfing or, or fishing or, or, or diving, or just even just drinking beers and just like hanging out. Like it's, it's pretty amazing up there and you definitely get some good waves as well. Yeah, for sure. It looks like such a beautiful place. I mean, did you do you got any funny stories or crazy encounters? Did you see any men with the grey suit? Um, it's definitely nowhere near as spooky as it is in the southwest of Australia. Like it's kind of sun's always shining and and it's real turquoise water. And um, so in this, when you're surfing, you don't feel too too afraid. But there's a lot of like there is a lot of wildlife up there. Like there's oh there's thousands of whales and you just basically see dolphins and and you see tuna and uh, mackerel and stuff always jumping out of the water and there's a lot of wildlife and stuff up there and a lot of reef sharks and um, bronze whalers but um in terms of yep. the big boys um it there's only yeah there's not too or they're up there but you don't really encounter them as often than down down in the southwest so that's kind of cool yeah um but yeah you see you definitely see a whole lot of um interesting um and wildlife pretty much on on the daily um, yeah yeah so who who was on your trip just your team basically um yeah so basically my buddy um and good friend uh jake edwards he came on the trip he actually drove drove all us boys up there um and then we had uh myself i just, um, I guess I was originally a team rider, so I still do a little bit of that sort of stuff as well. Um, and then um, we ended up um, bumping into um, another good friend of ours, uh, Jack Chalice. Um, he's actually from um, like Margaret River region, um, and he ended up doing like three to four swell swell runs that trip. So he, we ended up spending a bit of time with him, and we ended up getting a lot of clips of him. And he, um, he, he's like a bit of a team ride for us as well. And then um, Josh Catlin, who was probably – best on ground up there this year he got some amazing barrels he's not actually um a team rider he's just another good friend but we ended up adopting him for about three weeks um it may be even longer we probably adopted him for about yeah four weeks um and then we ended up driving him all the way back home too so he was originally up there with just his parents on the school holidays um and then he he was like oh i want to stay with you boys i'm like yeah no worries and he ended up staying about four weeks with us so that was pretty funny, and yeah, I'm glad he did. In the boot or something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, we had what? We had one more spare spot. We we pretty much had five in our car, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it was always pretty squishy and always pretty full on. But you don't really care when it's, when you're really good mates and um and you're just kind of yeah. You got at least you got an extra surfing buddy. I mean, it's when you see him freaking sending himself over eight ten foot sort of waves, and you don't mind him being in your car because it's always he's always entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. So where did you guys sleep? You just had your swags and camped under the stars, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, so we did. We ended up doing last year probably the most um, povo that we've ever done it. We we had a caravan to start off the trip for about ten days, and that was that was um, that was a bit of luxury. Um, but then we ended up trading the caravan <laughs> for just a, a couple swags and a gazebo, um, and we ended up um, pretty much spending five, yeah, four and a half weeks just pretty much in the dirt and in the sun and. We were, yeah, we definitely had desert fever by the end of the time. It was ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing after a month in the desert, you don't really care. Eh? You guys have seen it all after that amount of time. <laughs> Mate, it's crazy how, like, accustomed you get you get, you get, get up there, you know? Like, you just get used to being um, just <laughs> dirty and grubby and, and it's just, like, becomes the norm. And I think that's probably one of the coolest parts about it is, yeah, you just, you just live, in, live in on the land and off the land pretty much. It's, it's cool. Yeah, well, I was actually doing a bit of research on the film until I watched it, and I, I read on Stab, um, you got a little bit sick, is that right? Oh, mate, I got, I was definitely <laughs> the sickest the sickest I've ever been. It was like barley belly times like three, probably. I don't even know how I got sick, but I, I definitely got ill. I was pretty much, um, yeah, spent like a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of like, it was like every three or four days, I would just end up yakking all day and just sometimes couldn't surf at all, like, couldn't even really like do anything, but um, it was funny. It just came in waves. Like I'd I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm good again, and I'll go surfing all day. And then um, a couple of days later, I'd just be boom, struck struck by the yeah the desert fever again, and I'd just yeah. be just like yeah, pretty much ate only like apples and bananas for three weeks because I couldn't stomach any meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that sounds like such a good trip. Yeah, it I'm was like made a film out of it. Yeah, like the funny thing was, even though I was like the sickest I've ever been, it was still it was still the best holiday of my life. So I guess it sums up sums it up pretty well. Like it it's pretty it it is pretty amazing up there, whether you're in health or sickness. And did you just want to film it to expose the brand, or you guys just wanted to have something you know for the memory? To tell you the truth, mate, it was actually all just for like a memory. Like we've always wanted to to do like some sort of um, video part and it just ended up turning into more of like a short story film thing. Like the desert blue is about, is like 26 and a half minutes long. So it, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's quite long, but it's just a huge memory that we'll, we'll never forget. And we'll always be able to just watch it and, and it will just give us that nostalgia of, of the times we had. Yeah. And this, the, yeah, it was pretty cool that we got pumping waves. Like we just lucked, lucked into a few crazy swells and winter. Yeah, really... What were the waves like? Oh, it was yeah, it was pretty pumping last year. Um, just the the Indian Ocean was just so raw, and it just kept sending these like big, big um, angry swells like um, up the coast. And you're just when you hit the northwest, you know, you kind of just luck into a different trade wind. So when it was so stormy and ugly down in, down in the southwest, it was it's still quite quite warm and nice up in the northwest. So yeah. um, you can kind of you can kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, and did you guys know where you were going, or are you basically going north looking for new spots? Did someone tip you guys off, or? Um, no, we've all we've all been um, to the desert a bunch of times. Um, went once when I was when I was really young, and then ever since, pretty much, I left. Uh, yeah, like high school, I'd say, like from I'd say, yeah, mid, like my twenties to now, I've gone every year, and um, and it's it's just I always go back there just because it's. It's it's such a such an adventure and, and such a time and you always you generally always come home satisfied and happy like you just it's always a really fun holiday. 
So when you say you come home, like, you know, feeling happy, it must just be like a reset, you know, get, get back in touch with nature and what surfing's all about. Yeah, well, we, we, when, we were, when we were heading back home, we were, like, so, finally so happy to return return back into the city because we thought that's what we that you know was we thought that's what we wanted and it was probably three days into into being home and and after sleeping in my bed just for the first night I was almost ready to get back up there I was like no it's time to get back up there I miss it and that's the desert fever I guess that's when you know (laughs) mate you know you like we were watching the the sickest waves um and it was it was pretty much pumping and we just would be so picky and just so like just weathered and we're like oh no i can't be bothered going surfing like it looks we're just making up excuses pretty much and if you just if you just rolled in there you would have been out there in a heartbeat you wouldn't you would have just been like you know you would have been would have loved to go out there but it's funny you definitely get you get accustomed to just living a good life and surfing's a part of it yeah unreal cool so any more projects in the in the future what do you got on what do you got in line um i'm keen to do like another little um film project we're just um yesterday i mean last year was such a it was such a big one um and it took took a lot of work like we're pretty much i mean in editing bay for a couple months after and um and i'm yeah so i'm definitely keen to do another one but i think we're just gonna make like a maybe just like a fun little 10 minute 10 minute sort of sort of clip and i might even just um get some clips from just around home and in the southwest and in so like the yelling up region um and yeah hopefully just try and get some some good barrels around here and and then this time yeah just make like a fun a fun sort of short edit with also some good barrels hopefully yeah and you surf as well in the, in the clip don't you, you yeah i got a little no i got a little part in there um i didn't i didn't get to have as many hell days as, as what the boys got i missed a couple couple absolute cracking days from just being too sick to surf but um i still got yeah, out there and <laughs> yeah I, one afternoon i was like i knew it was going to be pumping it was just it was just a glistening sort of afternoon and i was like this is this is definitely going to be like one of the best surfs and i tried to just go watch the boys because i didn't want to didn't want to miss out on them getting some big barrels and I couldn't even yeah. I couldn't even watch him. I remember I was just like trying to like do all I could to keep my eyes open and and I just couldn't even like I couldn't even really do that. Eh? I just ended up just lying on the floor in the middle of the sun, just like sleeping and like yakking. And I was like, this is heck, this is gnarly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck, I, I gotta be in bed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you boys should come over to the east coast, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. I've done a few little east coast runs, but I'm I'm really keen to go to get over the east coast and um go visit visit my buddy hayden who uh, is also a team rider yeah. team rider of mine and he lives in noosa um i know he's a good buddy of yours as well but um yeah i'm he definitely is, keen definitely. to keen keen to get over the east coast and and see see what the, all the little point breaks and stuff are like that'd be pretty fun you're in the surf industry you know you've got a product in the surf industry where do you see it going in the future you know do you see lots of little brands being created or the bigger ones failing um, I reckon what I've noticed is I've definitely seen a lot of, yeah, a few smaller brands have definitely, um, come, come up and are definitely putting a good fight against like the bigger brands, you know, the larger corporations and stuff. But I feel like, um, yeah, you know, like the smaller brands, I feel like they've got a little bit, they're like, they've got stuff to show, show for. And, um, I feel like there will be some, some cool little brands coming up and, um, it's just all about just keep keep on pushing and, and just keep keep trying your hardest because nothing ever happens overnight. You kind of just have to keep waking up every day and just keep having that drive to just 
um, to one day to, you know, to have your brand where you want it to go. And um, in, in, say, five years' time for myself, I would love to – I know where I want my brand to be and I'm just going to do everything I can to get it there. Anything else you wanted to talk about, you know, with, in the way of design or anything like that? Um, basically, all the products I sort of make are just like, um, like the pads and stuff. They're all just, all just simple um, and like just really refined and, and kind of just everything's taken back a few steps in, in, a, in, a, in a sense, but um, just then added like a, my own little, own little spin, whether it's like a little bit of color yeah. or but everything's generally um, like real simple, and, uh, but also got a little bit of flair, if that, ma- if that makes sense. But um, just yeah. kind of just trying to offer products, um, whether it's a tail pad or a front pad or a or a stretch sock, just like products that have that, I guess, the fundamental part of it, but also something that looks good and, um, you know, kind of, you know, a bit, bit of funky, like funkiness. Like I'm trying to step away a little bit from your mainstream black, blacks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and but nothing to, over the top. Yeah. Nah, nothing like too extreme, but just something where you can pick, pick up the pad and it's got, a, you know, a little bit of blue or something and you're just like, yep, this is cool. Like, um, I would like to use like a blue pad instead of a black pad for once, you know? Yeah, no, no, for sure, man. And what what do you reckon the key is to pushing your brand? Do you, do you think it's all going to social media or it's, um, you know, getting out there and talking to people or having team writers? What do you think? I'm going to say I, I reckon social media is like it's very, very important, but I, I think that getting out there and, and, and just socialising and, and make, doing a bit of networking, I, I reckon, is – is a really really good way to like to, yeah. to 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 increase your brand's exposure. I feel like word of mouth is. I personally still think it's the most powerful um, marketing and advertising you can do. If you've got you know people who are also connected to the surf industry, you know they're writing your stuff, or you've got a good relationship with them. I feel feel that's a, a good a good way to go about it. And obviously, social media is you're gonna you're gonna need to have a um, like social media to always be posting and to do some stories and stuff but i still think just personally um marketing your brand is is the best best way about it and that could just be in the surf you know just um whether yeah just in the surf or out of the surf where even in the bar or something you're just having a good time and you meet someone new and i feel like that's a good way to, to get your brand out there yeah because a lot of people you know they want to know who's actually behind them you know some of those bigger companies it's a bit hard to understand yeah for sure and like I, I feel like people people um like once like first impression counts for a lot you know and when you get to meet someone and and you have a good conversation or something it kind of just leaves leaves in your mindset like oh yeah that would like they're a really nice guy like i would love to if i ever saw him again i would love to have a beer with them and stuff just feel like making friends is and yeah just meeting new people is really important Well, I hope you enjoyed Alex Benno's chat with Nick Muntz from Pistol Surf Co. Remember, if you want to read more, find out more, see more, get yourself a home delivery subscription to Smorgasbord at smorgasbord.com.au. You can also pick yourself up some ripping t-shirts. $25 a year covers the posted and handling for a home delivery subscription. The mag's still free. You get four superb editions delivered to your door. Or, alternatively, you can simply download a digital copy of the mag, each edition, for free, 
from our website, smorgasporter.com.au. A big thanks once again to our podcast sponsors, Ship Shape Self Storage at Yatla at the northern end of the Gold Coast. Secure, impeccably clean and affordable storage for as little as $200 a month with no lock-in contracts. And as I said, they're also doing these ripping container homes, architecturally designed container homes. Thank you once as well to BOQ Budrum, the down-to-earth team to talk to for all your personal and small business financial needs. Until next week, I will catch you later, smorgasbordas. Get out there and get wet.